Welcome to Dog Training Disrupted by Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over the age of six months. I struggled with this year-end episode. So much has happened this year. As promised in the final episode of 2020, I devoted 2021 to spreading awareness of canine cognitive behavioral therapy and upward dogology. So in this episode, I'm going to share what I have learned and experienced. However, so much has happened, I struggled with what to share. There were, of course, disappointments. And from those disappointments came knowledge. Knowledge on the industry. And a lot of that knowledge is what generated the information provided in the episodes in the latter part of 2021. And that's going to continue into 2022, where I'll share information that allows you to make educated decisions on what's best for you and your dog based on what the industry leaders, experts, and science is, or more accurately, is not providing you with. This episode, I'm going to talk about some industry change makers that may not be so mainstream, but they're making waves and how they have helped to spread awareness of upward dogology. Hello, I'm Billy Groom, your host, successful dogologist for three decades and expert in canine cognitive behavioral therapy. In respect to the dog industry as a whole, I'm in a really interesting position. I have a bit of an advantage because I see it from so many different directions. This year, I reached out to scientists, behavioral veterinarians, journalists, marketing agencies, trainers, behaviorists, industry leaders, podcasters, inventors industry disruptors, veterinarians, animal advocates, nonprofit organizations, universities, elite societies, writers, bloggers, rescuers, and most important, as always, I listen to the people who have dogs and are looking to provide their dog with the best life. And I get feedback from all of these directions. There are a few people who every day get that experience. I've learned that what those in the industry appear to be or what their goals that they say they are are not always true. Of course, this is pretty much worldwide in a lot of industries. The organizations that have control and influence, whether that's at the government level or in the media, they don't always have the better interest of the animals in mind, and they're not always trying to help the people. This, of course, is not exclusive to animal welfare industry. Some people in organizations, I truly believe, feel they are helping and doing all the right things, yet are simply following what they are told by the leaders who have their own better interests in mind. They are essentially brainwashed. All common sense and logic goes out the window. And I know that it's simply from some of the responses to my Instagram posts or, or things like that. It's like, really? What? Oh my gosh, what are you thinking? And is that just some new trendy terminology? And there seems to be little thinking for oneself and questioning the mainstream. There's very little of listening to the dogs and less listening to the people who know their dogs. And it's more about who is leading and who is following. I realize that essentially it is a shit show out there. Many trainers are still debating positives and negatives and listening to trendy terms and not really understanding what they need and what those mean. A lot of people are saying all the right things. Take a proactive approach. Take a holistic approach. Build the skills. Respect the dog's cognitive abilities. Provide options. And yet, as I explained in the first season, 
These approaches are challenging to achieve while remaining restricted to conditioning methods. In fact, learning why these organizations choose to deny introducing canine cognitive behavioral therapy to their followers and listeners prompted me to revamp that season one of my podcast and also to make the second edition of my book, which were two big projects and I completed them both this year. In the episodes in 2022, I'm going to dive deeper into those topics, some of uh, the industry and the scientists and what they're doing and what's going on, talk more specifically about who is doing what or not doing what and why, and why this information is important to you and how it affects what you're learning and hearing and what is funneled down to you. But on a different note for this episode, I'm going to talk about what I've been busy with every day this year, and that is making connections and having positive impacts and getting results. This year, I won the 2021 Global Business Award and was asked to write blogs for American Association of Pet Parents and also Cold Noses. And as well, I've been published in Rough Drafts magazine. I am a member, as you know, of the Animal Behavior Society, and they had a two-day webinar. And this was most interesting because I received a lot of interest from their members. And these are university professors, they're animal scientists, they're people with their doctorates, and um, I've been asked to speak at their 2022 conference, talk a little bit about cognitive behavioral therapy and introduce it, perhaps talk about it in some of the university courses. I'm going to see where that goes, but I'll follow up with them and I will keep you posted. My big change was leaving the umbrella of marketing and promotion companies who were not doing me any good. I'm not saying that their intentions were bad, but they were taking me down the wrong direction. They were focusing on Instagram. And although I enjoy Instagram, and it actually is a source for me for learning what dog trainers out there are thinking and who they're following, some of it is just, it's it's crazy. Anyway, I remain active there, but I decided to move over to LinkedIn and, and to a lesser degree to, to Twitter. And these were good moves both professionally and emotionally. The people I've connected with are proving uh, to be refreshing, uh, professional, they're think for themselves, they're motivated, they're supportive, and their knowledge and expertise is beneficial. Many of them are industry disruptors and change makers. They have podcasts of their own, of which I was honored to be a guest on many of them this year. What is most surprising is the host level of expertise and knowledge and education combined with a genuine passion and the ability to get to the heart of the matter. These podcasts are ones that have no predetermined agenda. The hosts are not out for themselves. They provide the info, you take it for what it is, and this is the approach we need. I'm going to talk about some of these podcasts because I really think you'd enjoy them, and they're probably not what you really think they are, and maybe some of you are listening to them. So I'm going to start with uh, Believe in Dog podcast, which is hosted by Aaron. What Aaron and I talked about a lot was cognitive behavioral therapy in the form of actual therapy, its effectiveness on people and how it resonates with people. Aaron is very perceptive and she's a beautiful soul. So I was quite honored when she compared me to the Dosiki guy, possibly the most interesting man in the world. She also asked me a question that no one else has ever asked me. Is trying to spread awareness emotionally challenging for you, Billy? It is, because it's it's not just about working with the dogs, but the industry, as you can see, 
can be challenging. And every day I'm honored to help people with their dogs and ones that felt like they had to euthanize and that they had no other choice. And then in the same hour, sometimes I'm connecting with people who claim to want to help these people, yet they they refuse to want to provide these people with the help that they need and spreading awareness and providing solutions. It's sad and it's emotionally disheartening because my clients ask me, why? Why are they not doing this? And and I'm trying. So another podcast I was on was the Dog Podcast Network with James Jacobson. You might remember him. He's a guest on my show. He has no problem being controversial and the devil's advocate, which makes for an an interesting interview. Uh, We dove deep into CBT And some of the feedback I received from that episode was interesting because it was like he was trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. So if you have an interest in listening to that one, it's definitely different. Uh, Chris Roy of the Animal Innovation Show, man, he is a great guy. He is dedicated to animal advocacy and uses his podcast to present the most up-to-date products and info without judgment. The episodes are not long, but they're really interesting, and his knowledge in the industry shines through. Speaking of the industry, I had the honor of being on the dog desk radio with Michelle, and she gets down and dirty. She is a force. She's in the UK, where they have their own battles with the government and the system in respect to animal rights. She's nobody's fool, and I absolutely loved that off-the-cuff interview, where we talk about the need or the resistance of the industry to include canine cognitive behavioral therapy into mainstream education to end behavioral euthanasia. It is such an important topic and we dive deep into it. Speaking of off the cuff, my interview with the one and only Taz of the Petropolis podcast was completely raw. We had scheduled a Zoom chat to introduce ourselves to each other. And she just came right out and asked if we could just hop into doing the recording, and we did. This is one of the most focused on cognitive behavioral therapy of all the interviews I did and the psychology behind it and comparing it with different methodologies. Dr. Adam Chrisman, I had a quick chat with on the Vet Blast podcast discussing CBT, what it is, and how it benefits veterinarians by decreasing the need for behavioral euthanasia. Adam is also a guest on my podcast in an earlier episode, which you'll find, I think, around the season two time. And this episode got great feedback. He's natural. He's funny. It's just a great episode, uh, both both of them. My interview on the Dog Connection show with the renowned Kathy and her team who have been in this game for decades was one that was very dear to me. In this episode, I shared my backstory, which I only learned early in 2020, and I've not shared it even on my own podcast. It goes back to when I was seven years old. The Dog Connection Show is a forerunner in the canine-human bond and communication areas and how our relationship with dogs is so important. This is long before its current popularity, and I felt that this was just the right time and the platform to reveal my backstory, and it was. From there, Kathy asked me to return for a second episode, and I was honored to do so. On a little bit different of a note, the Relaxed Dog Podcast, it's so easygoing and refreshing. The host, Robert, talks with everyday dog people, people who have adopted dogs, and just the relationship with that dog, and how that dog is individual and, and fun and interesting to them. So that was really different. It was just, well, relaxed. In addition to dog-related ones, 
I was on entrepreneurial ones, female-based podcasts, ones that feature interesting people doing different things. We just chat about all sorts of things. I was also on CTV Morning Live with Lisa Peters and HAPS TV with Rev Mac Live. So my New Year's resolution coming into 2021 was to spread awareness on canine cognitive behavioral therapy. And I feel I achieved that, but not without challenges. The industry is a long way to go and change can happen with your help. The fact you're here listening to my podcast means you are searching for options and interested in learning how to work with dogs over six months and rescue dogs. And perhaps you're just seeing the limitations in what experts are commonly providing you with and whether that's on their podcasts or their shows or articles or blogs. Trainers question me and my method all the time because these industry leaders do not know it. There's lots of talk of dog cognition and upward dogology is getting a lot of attention. Know your options and expect more from the industry. I look forward to 2022 and I'll continue to penetrate the industry with the goal of decreasing behavioral euthanasia and surrender, eliminating harsh methods, and increasing successful adoptions through canine cognitive behavioral therapy. Solutions are needed. I'd like to give a shout out to an organization called Rebound Dog that, although in its infancy, is a meeting place for industry disruptors with innovative solutions to collaborate. Many of the people I mentioned in This episode or in other episodes, including Karen Walsh, whose book I consulted on, he was a guest on my podcast. There are just a lot of people with motivation and with solutions. And whether we met initially through Rebound Dog or LinkedIn or through a podcast host who connected us or other means, this organization proves there are people wanting to collaborate to bring much needed change through solutions, not just through simple idle chatter. So there are lots of open doors for interesting collaborations and industry-changing projects. Stay tuned. As always, a big shout-out to the musicians, the Jeff Murdoch Band, and Open Strum. I wish you all the best for 2022, and as always, I appreciate your support. Please follow me on LinkedIn, it's Billy Groom. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's Upward Dogology. Enjoy your learning journey.